Well, that's the speaker, but it's the other way. Do I have one? Do I have We haven't had <laughs> I just turned mine off. Okay. So. All good, Kurt? All right. Okay. Hello? Ellie, you oh. good too? Okay. Room is ready. All right, thank you and welcome to the Wednesday, May 24th meeting of the Planning Commission. Um, Ellie will present the details of a hybrid meeting this evening. My name is Ellie Mullins, planner, and I will be helping to facil facilitate the Zoom video portion of the meeting. We will work alongside the chair to facilitate the meeting proceedings. I have a few housekeeping items for this hybrid meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat to me. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And now I will turn the meeting back over to Chair Ashworth. Thank you, Ellie. Uh, first, we'll go through the communications. Um, do we have any written communications to receive from the public? They were all included as part of your packet. Thank you. Do we have any written communications from staff, planning commissioners, or other commissioners? None this evening. Um, any written action of any waiver request determinations made by the city engineer? Also none this evening. Thank you. Is there any disclosure of ex parte communications? None. A declaration of abstentions from specific agenda items by the commissioners. I must abstain from item number four. So Chair Rec Vice Chair Rexroad will take over that um, item um, to avoid appearance of conflict of interest. Uh, all right, uh, nobody else? Okay, um, now is the part of the meeting where we accept general public comment for any item that is not on the agenda this evening. Is there anybody here to give general public comment not on the agenda this evening? Seeing none, we will just start with our regular agenda then. Uh, we have um, items one, two, and three are related, so we're gonna hear one report, but we will be taking separate actions on each of those. Uh, the planner for the project, it's a consideration of a couple rezonings for, uh, let me find, 5651 West 6th Street. This involves items one, two, and numbers one and two, Yes, sorry, one and two. If Catherine Week is our planner on this project. 
Yes, good evening, commissioners. Catherine Week. I'm here to present. It's actually three applications I'm going to do in one presentation, and then there'll be three separate motions. So we have two rezonings for 5651 West 6th Street, Z2300118, Z2300119, and preliminary plat associated with those two rezonings, which is PP2300117. Let me see if I can go ahead and share my screen. It's going. And if you can just confirm that you can see that, I'll begin the presentation. We can see it. Okay, perfect. As I said, this is for uh, three applications for, oops, we've got the wrong one here. We've got item, let me stop sharing, get the other, sorry about that. And now can you see Beth's Ranch on the screen? Yes, we can. Okay, perfect. All right, so we have three applications with this one. Um, it is a rezoning and preliminary plat for Beth's Ranch. The rezonings that you'll be seeing this evening is from the current zoning district, which is UR. Um, part of it will be rezoned to uh, RS5 district. That's 4.5 acres on the southern portion of the project. The other piece is for the RM12D district, um, and that is on the northern 17 acres of the project. Uh, this particular development is proposing to do single-family lots in the RS5 district and then lots that are available for uh, duplex development on the RM12D. This is the map in general area. This uh, particular piece of property is uh, located on the south side of West 6th Street between George Williams Way and Stone Ridge Drive. Surrounding zoning in the area, we have some RM12 uh, duplex residential, some RS7, which is the predominant um, uh, zoning that is just to the south of this particular parcel. PRD, which is currently developed, which is a planned residential development currently developed with multi-dwelling residential. There's some CO, RS10, um, and CC600 to the north, and RM15, which are um, uh, the CO, CC 600 and RM15 are currently vacant. The RS10 is developed with a religious institution. There's also some multifamily zoning to the north as well, to the north and to the east. Concept plan that is submitted with uh, the rezoning is uh, before you on the screen. As you can see, the yellow area to the south of the development is where the RS5 uh, single family lots are proposed. And then the orange area uh, towards the center and north of the property is where the RM12D or duplex development is being proposed. We have surrounding land uses in the area that range from single dwelling residential, uh, multi-dwelling residential. There is some purple or pale purple commercial um, that is currently vacant and a little UR sliver to the north. Um, and then we have some industrial um, to the south and west uh, in this particular area where the property is located. 
just as a reminder, we do have public notice requirements. Um, the notice sign gets posted by the applicant. Newspapers published by staff. Written notice is also mailed by staff. And we did some uh, receive some communication on this particular project, and all that correspondent was included in your packet. So a reminder of the review criteria uh, for rezoning applications. Uh, we use the golden factors for rezoning applications, and those include conformance with the comprehensive plan. This particular property is located in tier one of the urban uh, development area, and it is not located in a sector or area plan, but it is adjacent uh, to the west of K-10 plan. Um, there are uh, no specific neighborhood plans for this particular prop that this particular property resides in. Uh, we check uh, for the suitability of the subject property for the uses for which it has been uh, restricted under its current zoning des designation. This, as I mentioned, is a UR district, which is a holding district when properties come into the city under annexation. Um, and that district is kind of a placeholder so that properties don't get rezoned to um, things that are not appropriate at the time they're annexed. Um, and so the property does have to be rezoned for any development on this particular property. The length of time that the subject properties remain vacant as zoned is another criteria, a golden factor for review. This property is currently vacant. It was a rural residential um, property. Those structures associated with that have since been demolished. Um, the other criteria that we look at are the extent to which approving the rezoning will detrimentally affect nearby properties and if there's any gain uh, to the uh, if any, to public health, self, safety, welfare, um, if uh, the property were to be denied. Um, and staff does go outline all of these uh, in the staff report, and I'll be happy to answer some questions and go into them in more detail as we uh, continue our discussion, um, if necessary. This is uh, an image of the preliminary plat that has also been submitted um, as part of this particular project proposal. Again, you can see uh, the layout of the property um, is that the residential lots are to the south of this particular parcel, which is adjacent to the current RS7 or single family or single dwelling uh, residential neighborhood that is there now. The duplex uh, lots are created in the center and to the north along 6th Street um, and the perimeter of the property. Um, and that does create a transition to the commercial uh, node that is to the northwest and across 6th Street. So the applicant is proposing a mix of two different types of uh, uh, residential dwelling on, the, on this particular property. Just to kind of outline uh, the quantity or density that's being proposed, um, of the 4.25 acres on the RS5 district, you know, they're proposing uh, 24 lots um, for that single dwelling residential development. Uh, the lots range in size from 5,510 square feet to 7,213 square feet. Most of them are in the 5,000 range, but that gives you the minimum and maximum that are being proposed. And then, then the RM12D um, section, which is the remaining approximately 14 acres, um, 41 lots are proposed. 
those would then be divided um, roughly in half for duplex developments. And those lot sizes range in size from 9,297 square feet to 17,000, or just over 17,300 square feet. So that does uh, provide the lots um, the capacity to accommodate duplex dwelling structures. So we have a, bit, a little bit different set of criteria for a preliminary plat review. Um, when we are looking at preliminary plats, we are looking to make sure that it conforms with all of our subdivision regulations. So we're looking to look at each lot resulting from that division or the creation of the sub subdivision has direct access to public streets and roads. That each lot resulting from the division conforms to minimum lot sizes and other dimensional requirements uh, for that zoning district designation that the major subdivision and all the lots within it conform fully to the standards uh, that are set forth in those subdivision regulations in 2810, that the proposed lots um, conform to the current comprehensive plan and any watershed or sector and neighborhood plans um, that are uh, adopted in accordance with that comprehensive plan that the proposed subdivision conforms with any adopted major thoroughfares map and that it provides logical continuation of any streets or roads um, that would be affecting land, including in that proposed uh, subdivision. And then that the major subdivision shall provide for logical connection of streets and or accommodate constraints from steep topography, um, allow connectivity between uh, both street vehicular access and pedestrian connectivity. And the proposed major subdivision conforms to all adopted master plans uh, for watershed and water wastewater systems, and that the plat would conform to the Kansas minimum standards for boundary surveys. So in staff's analysis, we did look at all of those criteria, and this particular preliminary plat does conform, um, in staff's opinion, to all eight of those criteria. And as Chair Asworth had mentioned, there are three separate applications for this particular development, um, and those applications require three separate uh, motions and votes um, once we get through discussion on the items. Um, and I've outlined them separately um, in case you know, you, we need language at the end uh, for um, how to word those. Staff is recommending approval of the rezoning request from UR to RS5 and forwarding that request to the City Commission for approval. Staff is also recommending approval of the rezoning request uh, for the 17 acres from UR to RM12D, forwarding that request to the City Commission with the recommendation of approval. And staff is also recommending uh, approval of the preliminary plat. And I would be happy to stand for any questions or elaborate on um, any of the information that you have in your staff report. Thank you, Catherine. We have three people listed for representing the applicant. Um, all three are certainly welcome to speak, but please keep in mind the 10-minute time limit for this presentation. Um, can I ask who would like to present for the applicant? Yes, sir. This is. Oh, is it? Are you, Jason Hoskinson on Zoom. Jason Hoskinson, are you? And you are, sir. I'm Roger Johnson. Roger yes. Johnson. Okay. So uh, go ahead, Mr. Johnson. Okay. I'm Roger Johnson. I'm the owner of Beth Ranch. I apologize for my voice and the coughing. The allergies really got me bad today. My comments will be brief, and I'd like to thank you all 
for your time and consideration of this project. <laughs> As you know, Best Ranch consists of townhomes and single-family homes. We had a neighborhood meeting. The feedback was very good. Basically, there was not much negative comments, which was surprising to me. So I'll jump into the details of the stormwater drainage and the walking trails. We think that less than 5% of the traffic will go through the existing neighborhoods due to the easy access to 6th Street. The storm drainage has been addressed in, in, in the plan that you have. We also designed walking trails within Best Ranch to tie to the existing walking trails so it could be a walking community. The trees that remain are designed to be left to help buffer the traffic noise and add some privacy and beauty to the homes. The trees that were removed will be mulched and recycled. I have designed Best Ranch to be used for residential use, not a rental community. I bring this area on now to help with the low inventory of residential properties. The May the main aim of Best Ranch is to attract young families and retirees. An advantage of this neighborhood was that it was supported by all the neighbors that showed up at that meeting and did agree that this neighborhood will help with the reduction of pack rats, coyotes, and the homeless population that had moved in. Again, thank you for allowing me to keep this brief, and I will answer any questions. Thank you, Mr. Johnson. And Mr. Hoskin? Hoskinson online. Yeah, thank you, commissioners. Um, I'll be brief as well. Roger uh, is a client of ours. I'm an engineer with BG Consultants, and David Hamby is also on the line here as well. We'd be happy to try to address any questions that the commission may have of us regarding the, the plan as it's laid out. I, I do have to mention, I may be jumping off here in just a little bit. My son is graduating at Free State, so that, that commencement is going to be starting here soon. So I'll, I'll stay on as long as I can. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. Thank you, and congratulations. <laughs> Did Mr. Hamby want to speak to this project? Uh, David Hamby with BG Consultants. I'll just be available to answer questions after Jason has to roll off if, if needed. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now we'll turn it over to public comment. Is there anybody in the room that wishes to comment on items one and two? I mean, items number one, the rezonings. No? Is there anybody online that would like to comment on item one, the rezonings? Nope, no public comment. I'll bring it back to the commission for discussion. Who would like to? Who would I like to get I us started? The same. Questions. I, I think uh, the uh, the project. Uh -huh. I love the way that's uh -huh. laid out. I love the um, RS5 zoning uh -huh. and how that's set up against uh, the existing residential and then expanding towards six with multifamily. Um, I don't. I don't have any questions. I intend to support. I have. What's the average size lot for the RS5? Sir, if you could speak, you, we're going to have to ask you to speak into the to the microphone yeah, for those online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think most of them are fifty to sixty feet wide, and they're pretty deep. I think it's a minimum of one twenty. We kind of backed them up, match up with what's there. It doesn't quite, but it's close. Cool. And are the duplexes you anticipate side by side or? 
up and down. Trying to keep it single story. Single story. Yeah, my goal is to retire uh, retirees, and you can't sell two story to them because nobody wants to walk stairs. So you're looking at a little over a hundred dwelling units when you that's two correct. for each duplex lot and one for each RS5. So that's correct. That's pretty good for infill there. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. And oh, what are the big stormwater issues? Uh, right, right now, that that whole area was when it was designed. This area that I have was designed with it. So we tie into the existing stormwater that was designed to to take that area. So, from an engineering standpoint, it's pretty easy. It's already set up for. It's already set up. The stormwater, the water, and the sewer is already there. All right. Thanks. That's great. Thank you. That was my question: the stormwater. So thank you. Um, other comments? Um, well. Um, I have no question regarding this this project. Um, you know, all, all I can say is that I really appreciate uh, something like this coming to the city. Me knowing that um, you know the average listing uh, price in the city of Lawrence as a Monday was three hundred thirty thousand dollars, and that's a pretty steep uh, price to pay for a home these days. And um, and you know the inventory has been less than a hundred a hundred homes every week in the city of Lawrence, and that is a very, very, very low inventory. And it has been like that for a long time. So I, you know, all I can say is that I really do intend to support uh, this project. Okay, not seeing any other comments. Uh, would anybody care to put forward the first motion for the first rezoning? That would be UR to RS5. Lost my place. I'd be willing to make a motion. Commissioner Carter. Um, I move that we recommend approval of the request to rezone approximately 4.50 acres uh, at 5651 West 6th Street from Urban Reserve District to single dwelling residential based on the findings presented in the staff report and forwarding the request to the City Commission with a recommendation for approval. Thank you. Do we have a second? Second. Commissioner Thomas got it first. So, okay. Any further discussion? Okay, and now we do not have to call the roll for the vote. We can just simply say, all those in favor, say aye, or raise your hand. Aye. 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 <laughs> all those. Can you count that? <laughs> we used to raise our hands. Yes. yes. So you can count. Hands would be helpful just okay. to confirm, but uh, I know it's, we haven't done it in so many years, I've forgotten how to go yeah. through the practice myself. So. <laughs> okay, let's, let's do that again. All those in favor? Aye. aye. All right. All those opposed? Any abstentions? No? Okay, motion carries. Thank you. Rezoning number two. I'd be willing to make that motion, mm -hmm. um, unless there's any further discussion. Okay. Um, I uh, move that we recommend approval of the request to rezone approximately 17.07 acres at 5651 West 6th Street from UR Urban Reserve District to RM12D, multi-dwelling residential, based on the findings presented in the staff report and forwarding the request to the City Commission with a recommendation for approval. Thank you, do we have a second? Commissioner Kelso, seconds. Any further discussion? All right, we'll um, take the vote then. All those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed? All right. Any abstentions? No? All right, thank you. 
that does feel weird. <laughs> First time <laughs> we haven't in done that. Yes. Years and not to the old timer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get to the old timer. <laughs> um, okay. So the third vote on this project. Who would like to put a motion for the preliminary plat? Sure, I'll be happy to make that mm. motion. Um, I rec uh, I okay. If I just point of order, this is to approve, or is this recommend approval? This would be to approve. Okay, I move that we approve the preliminary plat for Beth's Ranch based on the findings listed in the body of the staff report. Thank you. Do we have a second, Commissioner Munch? All right. Any further discussion? Yeah, I just like to make a comment for everyone else to think about what's coming up in the future. RS5 is the one um, RS district that right now does not permit accessory dwelling units. So that's probably going to be coming up. These are long lots. So keep these types of places in mind when you have that discussion when it comes up in the updated land development code. Thank you. All right, shall we take a vote? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. All those opposed? Any abstentions? All right, thank you very much. That is items one and two. We will now move on to item number three uh, to consider a preliminary development plan for villas on Branchwood. Catherine Week is our planner again. All right, so I think I will have the correct presentation this time. Uh, we'll get that going here. All right, can you all see that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right, so this is, um, this may look a little familiar to you. You actually heard this uh, project. It was before you in February. Um, there has been a change. Before it went to Planning Commission, the applicant has changed the number of proposed dwelling unit in the project. So it is back before you again so that you can rehear the item and uh, what you are seeing is the same thing as what the City Commission is seeing when it goes before the City Commission. So briefly, I will go back through this um, with you and we can uh, have any discussion as necessary and I will cover the change uh, that is uh, proposed um, since you heard it in February. You have to let me know if this is advancing properly because for some reason on my screen, I don't see the advancement, so. It's not, not yet. Okay, so let me try this again then. You were not in presentation mode on. What? Oh, you're right. You're yes. Thank you. Let's try that again. There we go. There you go. All right. So this again is for Villas on Branchwood. It's located at 5275 West 6th Street, and this is for a preliminary development plan. Uh, surrounding zoning on the property. Um, this current parcel is zoned RM12 uh, with a PD overlay, um, which is multi-dwelling residential. The surrounding zoning for the property is urban reserve, um, RM24, which is multi-dwelling residential, RM15 PD, also multi-dwelling residential, RS7, uh, which is primarily to the west, um, and PRD, which is to the south. So mostly residential, um, a mix of single family uh, and multifamily residential. 
The surrounding land use on the property is predominantly single-dwelling single, single dwelling residential. Uh, there is some multi-dwelling residential slated for north of 6th Street. It's currently vacant, and there is some multi-residential uh, to the immediate west and undeveloped property to the northwest. So again, this is for a planned development. The PD overlay does require planned development, which is why you're seeing planned developments for this. Um, just a synopsis, this um, is the area, and this is an image showing where the development will be located on the site um, in relation to uh, the area and neighborhood. As you can see, it's oriented towards 6th Street and uh, Branchwood Drive is an L shape, uh, with the interior of the lot being uh, set aside for the open areas and some surface parking. Primarily, the parking for this particular development is um, under the building. This is a rendering of the project as it faces 6th Street. This is provided by the applicant. Um, and this give you a good idea of what the structure will look like. These are elevations, uh, a west elevation and the north elevation, just to kind of show you the consistency of what the project will look like. So for the preliminary development plan review criteria, again, we look at the consistency with the comprehensive plan, uh, the consistency with the plan development standards of section 2701 um, of the land development code, the nature and extent of the common open space. Um, all PD developments are required to have that common open space. Uh, the reliability of the proposals for maintenance and conservation of common open space, uh, whether it's adequately or inadequately uh, providing the amount uh, of function for common open space in terms of the densities uh, and dwelling types proposed in the plan, and then whether that preliminary development plan is making adequate provisions for public services. In this case, um, public services are nearby the property. It's, again, another infill uh, development, um, whether or not it's controlling vehicular traffic and any amenities uh, for the recreation and visual enjoyment. Whether that preliminary development plan uh, measurably and adversely impacts development um, of the neighborhood nearby and whether potential adverse impacts have been mitigated to the maximum practical extent. And then the sufficiency of the terms and conditions proposed to protect the interests of the public um, and residents of that plan development in case uh, a plan that proposes development over a period of years, if it's a phased development, for instance. So this again is a multi-dwelling residential project. Um, all of the units are in, within the building. Um, it is proposing 32 two-bedroom units, 12 one-bedroom units for a total of 44 total units. And that's the change from what you saw in um, February where the total was 38 total units. Um, and so the 40, 40, 44 total units um, gives a net density of 9.8 dwelling units per acre. And this PD uh, designation, it's RM12 with a PD overlay, which is geared towards 12 uh, dwelling units per acre. And the future land use here is slated for medium to high density residential. Medium uh, falls within that seven to 15 dwelling units per acre category. So this uh, development does fall squarely within that range. 
So this is just an overview of how that open space is being provided. It is, again, oriented towards the center of the lot. Um, it's required to have at least 20%. Um, they're providing 21%. Um, the shaded green areas show you the two types of open space that they're providing, the common open space in the dark green area and that recreational opportunity green space um, in that light green area. They also are providing um, the required landscape and buffering. Uh, they are providing street trees um, in the uh, amount that is required. There's 16 total um, along the north and west frontages. They are maintaining existing tree lines. Obviously, trees that are not on their property will not be disturbed, but trees that are on their property or overhang on their property um, will be they will try to maintain those trees as much as feasibly possible. And then the buffer yard requirements along the east and south, which is a type one buffer yard, are also being provided in that yellow shaded area where additional shrubs um, and some trees are being planted. So they are meeting the landscape and buffering requirements for our planned development. <clears throat> so going over access and parking, uh, they're providing access off of Branchwood Drive on the south portion of the lot in a loop format. So they come into the site and enter out um, in a loop shape. The small amount of surface parking, 21 spaces that are provided um, on the surface for short visits. Um, and then the primary number of spaces uh, for the residents and long-term parking, um, 73 spaces are being provided underneath the building. So one thing to note about preliminary development plans, there is the opportunity to have some flexibility to offer parking modifications. This project is seeking a modification to provide over the number of amount of parking that is required. Um, with the change in dwelling units from 38 to 44, that did change the parking requirement total to a total required of 80, but they were already providing 94 uh, for this particular project. So there is still an overage um, that is being provided for this project. So it does require that modification uh, to be uh, considered by the city commission as well. So again, on this particular project, there are two voting motions. Uh, one would be for the preliminary development plan itself with the recommended conditions. And the second is the to make a motion and a vote to uh, for the modification to approve the excess parking. And so just one item of note, I've outlined uh, the commission, the conditions that were presented to you in February. Um, when we there was some discussion um, in February about trees, and then the applicant did mention um, that the the condition was very specific as far as caliper, um, and the commission did decide to uh, strike the last portion of that. I've highlighted that in yellow. So if you do choose um, to uh, do a similar type action on the condition. The condition that you approved in February just um, ended after the one by one, one to one basis. So the last part of that was uh, stricken from uh, the landscaping. In any uh, regards, the change that was presented um, to planning staff did not impact the analysis or uh, the outcome of staff's determination as to whether or not the preliminary development plan uh, met the criteria for review. And staff is still recommending approval of that PDP. 
um, and forwarding that to the city commission with a recommendation for approval, subject to the conditions as outlined in the staff report. Uh, staff is also recommending approval of the modification to allow the parking excess um, over the 80 required to the 94 that they're proposing on that preliminary development plan. And again, I'd be happy to go over any of the uh, criteria or any of the change elements that were noted in the memo that was also included with this one. Thank you, Catherine. Um, representing the applicant on my list is Dean Grobe. Looks like he's joined. But I Actually, I probably am tonight. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul Werner, would you please present Sorry, on the... Uh, Paul Werner, Paul Werner yeah. Architects. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm giving Dean a, a night off for a minute okay. since it's um, it's more probably about the architecture than, mm -hmm. than the engineering, although he did the plan. So, I feel a little bit bad that this has to come back for you for us just adding a few one-bedrooms. Um, the... the Ratio, it's only, we're only allowed to add 5%. So when you start out at 38 units, um, it, it, it doesn't change much before you guys get to see it again. So I apologize, but um, we did want to add some more one bedrooms after looking at it and um, a little closer, we had um, probably a higher ratio of two bedrooms to one than, than we would wind up with at the end. So um, we feel it's a better project, and, and that's really the big change, as Catherine mentioned. Um, feel glad she did an awesome job with the report to explain that. We're still well below the density um, for a PD. Feel like we're a pretty good neighbor, underground parking. Um, again, we are heavy a little bit on parking only because we feel that people, visitors, and fast trips in and out, they're not all going to use the underground parking. So. Um, we feel good about that, but um, we, you know, we'd look for your support and get this. Uh, it was unanimous last time. We hope uh, we'd hope for the same thing and uh, can answer any questions. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now we'll have a public comment on this project. Um, is there anybody in the room that wishes to speak on this project? There is, and actually, can we pause just for a moment? We'll have Commissioner Rexrode come back. I just wasn't sure there was anybody here for that. So, thank you. Just pause for a moment here. <clears throat> Please. Good evening, commissioners. Thank you for your time this evening. Uh, my name is Tony Strukoff. Uh, my residence is directly to the east of this property, um, 705 Fox Chase. Uh, my property line it sits on a cul-de-sac, sits in a wedge, so my entire property line would be the extent of where the building bumps up on the east against, so I have no green space directly behind me as it sets. Um, right now, I believe the current, current building setback about 12 feet um, with the current layout and everything else and how everything sets if you've seen the facility and my property already sits very low compared to this and that building being that close to my property line is now going to present itself as a 30 or 40 foot building standing directly 10 foot from my back fence um, which is my concern I lose daylight um, possibility of 
clearing out my grass, everything else, all these different things, um, along with my shrubbery. I'm also concerned with that small of area in there, can I actually even get a privacy shrub to grow? Um, because we already do have well-established trees going across there. Um, and the privacy um, on that piece, they have two exit doors that would end up being just 10 foot and or 12 feet and about 15 feet from my back door on a 44 unit um, building. I know they're not primary entrances, but uh, my, my concern is more about privacy through here. I know you guys reduced um, their, their landscaping pieces on the last time we heard this, and I apologize I was not here from last time. Um, I don't know if I missed the letter, I didn't see it, so I wasn't able to make comments back in February. So I um, appreciate you guys hearing me out tonight. But um, I have talked to Paul um, a little bit about some of our concerns and everything else. But um, so just not having that buffer there and with where it stands at the height, uh, say so we have privacy concerns, damage to our, to our property and different things like that um, are some major concerns of, of mine as a family and everything else with it looking right down into our yard. So. I uh, appreciate your hearing me out. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else in the room who'd like to speak on this project? Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, I'm Michelle Leeson. I live right next door to Tony and Nicole at 709 Fox Chase Court. So my backyard adjoins this property that's being developed, and my concerns are basically the same. You know, 10 feet from our property line is fairly intrusive, and the fact that our yards, mine is on three different levels, you know, lower backyard, then kind of mid, and then the upper level, and then with this two-story apartment building so close to the property line, you know, it's just kind of invasive to be that close. Um, I also wanted to ask, that the developer put in pine, a row, preferably a double row of pine trees across the width of the east, of their east property line, just to add a little privacy. I think almost all of us that live in this area moved here, I did, just because of the trees that we have. Our backyards are pretty treed, but part of the look of the really treed look is some of these trees that'll definitely be removed for the development. So if the developer would put in like a double row of pines, um, that would really um, kind of add some privacy. I also wondered, is there any plan to put up a fence around this development? We, when we come back to the commission, we, we can bring that up. Okay, and then I, I noticed that in the plan it said that it would be aesthetically unique. So I'd like to know what makes an, that apartment complex aesthetically unique. So um, that's my primary concerns is just the privacy. And when the, for the underground parking, when people come and go, how do they exit? Do they exit on a Branchwood or Six, or do you know? We can discuss those once public comment is, is done. Okay. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you. 
Is there anybody else in the room who would like to give public comment? Is there anybody online who would like to give public comment about this project? Okay, seeing no more public comment, would the applicant care to respond to the issues brought um, by public comment? Mr. Werner? Yeah, I'm getting there. Sorry, okay, sorry. two computers. Um, so I, I will ask to give Catherine a heads up. I think maybe her second slide will help us here in a minute. But um, so when we started this, um, what I really tried to do was to stay with two stories versus three. Um, we're well below the density. This would be awful easy to make a three-story building, and we you saw all the green space, especially since we go down below. I probably have had people ask me why it's not even denser. Um, but you know, three stories probably is, I will use maybe the word a little more intrusive. Um, I, I certainly don't think this is, um, you know, to, so what that forces is to make the footprint a little bit bigger um to get the units or i can make the footprint smaller and we go a little higher so um so that's the reason for the design it's pushed all the way to branchwood we're pushed all the way to the setback on sixth street um that that's pretty good um you know uh, i do feel um i've talked to mr struckoff twice he has been the nicest neighbor by far um surrounding this property um, that's why I'm going to ask Catherine to put up um, the site plan. Her slide, I think, is a good example of where this building is in relation to his backyard. Um, so I offered earlier tonight that to not have any windows on our second floor facing his property. Um, I think that's, you know, if they're worried about privacy, in my mind, not having a patio or a deck or something like that, on the back side of your um, house. I, I can understand that. Um, but as I tried to explain earlier, so all these units face north and south. So on the far right side of Catherine's slide, excellent slide, Catherine, thank you. Um, I mean, fair, we are, you know, 12 feet off. It is our exit stair. So I hate to say that doorway should almost never be used. Um, it is a stairway, so there's no windows in it. And uh, Mr. Struckoff's house is, you know, fairly far away on the east side. And um, I'm sorry, I don't know her name that just spoke. She is correct, man. On the, the back side of your houses are well-treed and, um, you know, provides a good buffer. Um, I mean, I struggle with, it's awfully easy to make things harder. I mean, we meet the setbacks, we meet the buffer yards. We have the building as far away from the neighbors as I can get it. Um, the access point is determined by the monster building to the west of us. So I, I feel this is pretty good. Um, the comment about a fence, I mean, you know, maybe the neighbors to the south, they didn't comment. I mean, a six foot fence, we, um, especially the planning commissioners that have been there a while, Fences are a bad deal. They don't last, they don't get maintained. Um, we are much more into uh, landscaping and berms and doing what we can, but a, a six foot fence across the east property line doesn't really do anything for anybody. Um, we think the site's laid out correct. Um, 
you know, if if a condition that says no windows on the, that east side towards Mr. Shrukoff house on the second floor helps, um, we're willing to, you know, to do that. But I would I would think that's a much better plan than just making the setback bigger for for some arbitrary reason. So those are my comments. I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Mr. Warner. Um, I'll bring it back to the commission now for discussion. Commissioner Munch. I have a question to start for staff. What would be the, in this particular uh, zone here, what would be the, the tallest that the building could be? And then what is the current height proposed for this particular development? Okay, so uh, the maximum height for the structure is 35 feet. And I'll apologize that I do not have the proposed height on hand. Paul may have that handy. Um, it should be under that 35 feet though. Yeah, it's two-story building, um, 10, even 10-foot 10 plates, which are pretty nice. So you know how the city measures it we're talking 22 23 24 feet but we could um we could be much higher than that easily if if we really wanted to thanks other comments so this just to were you going to talk, Jim? Well, I just had a question for Paul about the pros and cons of a line of evergreen trees, in your experience. <laughs> um, you know, we've had a bad few years with certain species. Um, uh, what's the deciduous tree that we've just found out that um, are dying all over the place and being replaced that we were... You know, we don't always pick the trees. The whoever's in charge of landscaping at the city 20 years ago picked one that we all thought was a good tree of the Bradford pear. And now we find out it's not. Um, I mean, again, looking at the, the site plan and way, way it lays out, I'm not quite sure that's fair to my guys to just put a double row of evergreens along the, you know, it's a 300 foot long east side. Um, I think we plant trees and shrubs and farm um, where we need it, and, and we go from there. Yeah, I'm just asking because, you know, in my observation, when one evergreen goes and they're all the same species, they all go pretty much at the and, same time. Sorry, and you're exactly right. And when they're all planted at the same time, which is what happened in my yard, and all of a sudden they grow into each other, and I realized that I should have spread them out and planted them at different times because all of a sudden you need to thin them out and, you're, and the trees are the same size. So I, I don't think that's the right answer for a buffer. Catherine, could you tell us how big is the, how wide is that buffer on the east side? I've I believe that's a 10-foot buffer that's required. It's a type one that's required for that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I guess we should reference the entrance exit. The only entrance and exit is on the Branchwood Drive. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't even think you're allowed to exit onto 6th Street out there. Yeah, I believe that's correct. There are some plat restrictions in place for the long 6th Street because of it is, I think it was KDOT controlled at that point in time. So I think they can only access to the side streets and not directly to 6th. Right. And it does look like the, uh, correct me if I'm uh, wrong, the exit for the parking garage is on the, to the south. Yes, right so actually, the, mm -hmm. yeah, actually the exit mm -hmm. coming in and out of the garage exits onto the property itself. And then that cars will exit the property f to Branchwood Drive at the south portion of the site. Correct, thank you. So they won't, they shouldn't mm -hmm. see any incoming headlights or anything like that. They'll, they'll be going straight out and then to Branchwood. What about headlights coming out of the underground parking? Is there something that will block those from going across the property to residences? Um, those residents, they've just rebuilt, back to my point about a fence, they have just rebuilt their own fence um, along that property line the entire length. Um, that's how we're, we're getting in at the lowest grade as we can. So. Um, right when we exit Branchwood, you enter the garage. So that's the lowest part of the structure. Mm -hmm. So again, that um, and that should be 90% of the traffic right there in and out. So um, should be minimal. Um, and again, we are, that's the location where it's at. And there's obviously, as already mentioned, there's no access to 6th Street at all. Right. Does anybody care to comment on uh, the, one of the conditions that was suggested about windows? Yes, I have a question on that. So mm -hmm. To the extent that there are concess concessions made by the developer with respect to placement of windows or use of particular doors, is that <coughs> something that's even within our purview or would that just be negotiated between the two property owners? Are, are we able to say that there should only be you know first floor windows on on that on the east frontage Catherine <laughs> chair Ashworth do you mind if I nope. um, answer that a little bit please go so ahead there is mm -hmm. it, there is specific mm -hmm. requirements in 2701 about PD developments and they are prohibited from having balconies um, that overlook uh, residential Areas. So they already are conforming to the PD requirements and not having any balconies overlooking those adjacent neighborhoods. There is not a uh, provision prohibiting um, emergency access doors or um, fire escape doors. So they are within the parameters of the PD. Um, obviously, you can modify conditions um, if you so choose, but just to let you know that they are within the parameters of that PD um, as far as what windows can and cannot be there or what things can and cannot be adjacent to that neighborhood. Okay, and so to confirm our power to, to modify the conditions, that that would include that we could put strings on, on where particular windows are, are placed, or is it just with respect to the overall footprint or like the appearance of the building more generally that we're able to control? I'm not sure. Well, yeah. Jeff might be able to, Jeff or Randy might be able to answer that a little more clearly, but um, I do believe that conditions are within your, your purview. Yeah. 
commissioner. I hope I, I let me re, let me rephrase the question. Make sure I've got it right on angle here. Is the question: Do you have the ability to recommend a modification to the architecture of the building based upon the comment? Yes. You, you can make recommendations to the city commission that they could take up as a modification to the plan. But as Catherine stated, there are very limited items that are in the PD that where you would have some stipulations to it, such as balconies and those kind of things there. So. It, you could make a recommendation that it be included as part of a condition to it, but again, you just you are the recommending body up to the city commission. Got it. Are you asking how do we memorialize or document the offer Paul's made to remove windows on the east side? Well, uh, yes, it, it, to, to some extent, if that's even within our our. Power. And if it's the case that the, the private parties are able to come to an understanding on, on this and on, on a handshake or otherwise and have confidence, that, that's great. That solves the problem. But if this was, you know, there, we wanted to have something back in it such that it just wasn't talk here in the presentation, I'm curious as to what our options are in, in this particular uh, situation. Well, it does sound like that that would be a recommendation to the city commission. The city commission would have the ability to make that right. more solid, I guess, would be the... But the door and mm -hmm. stairwell is going to stay because that's fire code. Because that's right. There are certain so. safety features that have to be... Whatever the egress must be for safety purposes. But we can... Um, so that would be up to the commissioners if they wanted to make that recommendation to the city commission. Let, let me say my, mm -hmm. my heart goes out to you mm -hmm. three and how you have handled this according to Mr. Werner that um, you have tried to be very positive about it. You've made recommendations that you think would help. Um, I do not know of any changes that could be made um, that would ameliorate your situation. But I, I know you've talked with Mr. Werner several times. You've made suggestions. He has come back to you tonight. I, I hear him say um, he would not put windows on the east side there on the second floor. I, I do, my heart goes out to you for for where you are in this situation. Yeah. We do need to keep in mind um, the factors on which we make these decisions for preliminary um, plats. Um, does anybody have any comments with regard to those? No. Yeah. Actually, if I, if I may, Chair, I may have to read that. I don't believe you can actually make recommendations on Windows as I read through the code because there are very specific things that the City Commission can modify. Those include allowed uses, the densities, balconies, and those things. And I'm not seeing anything in here real quickly that would say that it would have a restriction on, on Windows or in that level there. So my apologies on, the, on my first statement being a little incorrect. Oh. Thank you for that clarification. Mm -hmm. um, if it, one of the commissioners would like to ask um, a question of the public. I, I would ask, what, what do you think, but you have to come up to the microphone. What do you think of what you have heard expressed tonight? 
Well, first off, I know Paul's done a very good job, and I believe this layout of the facility has, has done the maximum to keep it um, away from the most people as possible. Um, as I kind of mentioned, it comes right up against ours, um, which inherently sucks for us, but is best for the overall good. So I understand that piece of it. Um, I don't know if there's anything, if we can't move it back, and like I said, 20 feet to 12 feet, that's probably not gonna change. Um, I appreciate Paul's commitment to not putting the windows up there for our privacy. Um, I, I don't understand the landscaping and the privacy piece through there. I don't know if there are any other commitments that can be made through there that, besides him just, you know, I, I don't know, trees, berms, uh, just on the initiatory plot plan. Um, if you look at it, it, it part of the garage is probably going to stick out of the ground if you see the contour of our yard as well so it's going to be even higher so i don't know if there's berms walls being planned through there um, like i said it's very specific to um, our property as you, as you go through there um, so I, I say if there's a, a some sort of privacy wall a commitment to a some sort of shrubbery besides we're just going to replace what's there or i look through there there's nine I mean, it could be as small as a burning bush or as big as a 10-foot bush based on the landscaping plan. So it doesn't really give me, um, not that I don't believe Paul would do anything like that, but it doesn't give me much confidence that there's not something in writing that requires a higher level of privacy with the building being that close to my. Um, so if we can't move it, and like I said, that would be the other ask is the landscaping and the privacy piece, if that can be increased and maybe it's already at the highest level, I don't know the, the codes on that, but um, that would be something across there on that side of it. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, I am afraid we were rather limited in terms of our review criteria for um, recommending approval or denial of this, um, what, because the project meets all the, all the parameters laid out. So we're, we're pretty limited in what we can do yeah, about that. So I'd just like to point out, this mm -hmm. isn't the first proposal for this plot. And they, <clears throat> this one, in my mind, is better than what's come before. I'm getting an, a head nod there that yes, because I believe you were probably at at least one of those prior meetings. Um, or somebody, uh, there were many more neighbors at, at when, a, when there was a different um, configuration of separate buildings on this lot that never came to fruition. So this, this appears to meet a lot of um, the concerns that have been raised over time. The fact that it's just gonna, it's gonna be limited to those two stories, even though this, the regulations would permit a third story on this. Um, the, they're, they're limiting the size and putting parking underground. I think there's been a lot of modifications to try to take into account the adjacent property owners, and I do appreciate that. There's always that problem, as you know, Paul pointed out, with planting trees all at the same time. You see them all die at the same time. Um, it's a big problem because you know the people that put up the buildings put in the initial landscaping, and then nobody is really required to do much after that and things fall apart like fences or and i just know you know like the whole city or the east side of town's losing um some old oak trees all at the same time that all came out of the same nursery <laughs> that used to be in south park 
you know, that went in about 80 years ago. So they're all coming down at once. I mean, because so in evergreens are so susceptible to blight anymore. That's you can't count on them at all. Um, so I I think this it does meet all the criteria that we're supposed to be looking at. And I can't see how we would vote against it. <laughs> I tend to agree with you, um, Commissioner Carpenter. I, I think that uh, as this has developed, even up until just today, this continues to improve. Um, I'm really happy to hear that uh, Paul's working with the neighbors, and I can just encourage you to continue that great relationship with what sounds like might be a new neighbor. And um, I, I, honestly, I think this is a pretty darn good project for where I thought it was the last time around a few months ago. I think it's even better today, um, and I intend to support it. Would anybody care to make a motion? There are two. Remember, there are two. Yeah. I can uh, get started if you'd like. Motions. Move uh, approval of preliminary development plan PDP 22-0439 for villas on Branchwood located at 5275 West 6th Street, according to the City Commission with a recommendation for approval based on the findings presented in the staff report and subject to the conditions listed in the report. Thank you. Do we have a second? Second. Commissioner Munch, any further discussion? Seeing none, um, all those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed? Any abstentions? Okay. Thank you. And there's one more item with this project. That's the excessive parking. I don't believe we have the language. Sure that, do we have some, the language? I wrote a little bit down here. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't, you it wasn't presented that, but I wrote down off of my okay. slide. Okay, go right ahead then. Catherine's slide. Uh, move, uh, we recommend modification to allow parking in excess mm -hmm. of Article 9 in the Land Development Code associated with this project and forward that modification with a recommendation for approval to the city. Thank you. Do we have a second? Commissioner Thomas, thank you. Um, so all those in favor, do second. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Abstentions? Okay, motion carries. Thank you. And thank you Thanks for, for your attendance. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everybody. All right, we're moving on to um, item number four. I have to hand this project um, over to Vice Chair Rexroad. All right, item number four is before us. Uh, consider approving a special use permit for an institutional development plan for the Douglas County Fairgrounds Master Plan. And Sandy Day, I believe, is here. To In present person. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> Good evening. I just immediately went there. <laughs> Sandy Day, planning. I decided for this last item tonight, I'd see you in person. Um, the proposed item that you have before you, if you want to look at your packets, um, pages 14 and 15 show you the site plan for this project. It is an institutional development plan, and as such, we process those as a special use permit. This is a modification to the Douglas County Fairgrounds to add a maintenance building at the south end. This is the only change that's being made to the overall improvements to the site. 
Um, we had a fairly lengthy discussion both with the applicant and at the staff level about gravel. Um, the the previous develop I'm sorry the previous institutional plan was approved in 2015 and did allow for gravel um, under the code at that time. This project continues the use of gravel um, to access this building. It is not part of the uh, publicly accessible buildings. It is a staff maintenance building. Um, and then it connects into the existing gravel drives that provide access to the various buildings at that site. So this <coughs> project ends up replacing the previous project. So appropriate notes have been updated on the drawing. Um, the item will go to the city commission for their action. So your um, consideration this evening, again, on that development plan institutional development plan is as an advisory role. There were no conditions with this project, and I'm happy to answer any questions. And we have um, um, applicants. Are they uh, here to, uh, or online to uh, present as well? Sandy, do you know? I did not look at the- Mr. Maurer or Mr. Cunningham? Land plan and CTC. There you go. There are county staff. I am Jimmy Wilkins. I'm the director of building maintenance for the county. So if you have questions, I'm more than happy to answer those. Right. No comments for you. I don't believe so. All right. Thank you. And anyone from the public here to speak on this tonight in the room? I'm uh, Corby Rust with land plan, and I too can probably stammer through a few questions if there are any. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And public comment, is there anyone here um, in the room for public? I don't see anybody else. Um, anybody online that um, is here to speak to this item? Seeing none. Any last words back to the commission? Well, before we do anything, I think you should all know at least the names of the county people that are here, because you should know who's doing this work <laughs> as a planning commissioner. <laughs> uh, hello, commissioners. My uh, name is Jay Zimmersheed, director of capital projects for Douglas County, Kansas. Um, I think I think the importance of this building really is uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, the the project is very rural, uh, strangely within within the city limits, um, but really it's about providing uh, safe work conditions for our for our staff who are doing the maintenance components out there. Currently, they're working in buildings. I think from the. 50s maybe um, that were never really intended to do some of the maintenance tasks that uh, have developed over time for them to produce and so that's really why we're eager to get this and kind of get this underway so that uh, we're improving those conditions so again happy to answer any questions thank, thank you, you. I, I just have one quick comment and I'm, I'm gonna sound picky about this one uh, the diagram that's listed under site summary. As much as I'd love for it to be called the 4-H fairgrounds, it's the county fairgrounds, not the 4-H fairgrounds. Even though I, I love both of the organizations and I'd love for 4-H to own it, but they don't. That's all. Thanks for calling that out. <laughs> <laughs> Any other comments on the SUP that's in front of us tonight? Any questions? Now, this is a strange thing when 
county properties within the city limits isn't that has awesome? to go through this process but you'll see the same thing for the jail if there's anything up there and some other pieces of property the county has but yeah. any questions or concerns about the review criteria that we're asked to look at on this particular application anyone care to make a motion Got to start there. Okay. <clears throat> I move we approve special use permit SUP-23-00123 for an institutional development plan for the Douglas County Fairgrounds Master Plan and the GPI General Public and Institutional Use District located at 2110 Harper Street and 1910 Harper Street based on the findings presented in the staff report and forwarding the same to the City Commission with a recommendation for approval. Thank you. Second. Mr. Kelso. Any other comment? No discussion? Um, all those in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? Name sign? None showing. And that matter is behind us. Thank you all for being here. Appreciate you uh, sticking with for tonight. If we could call Chair Ashworth back. We have a little bit more business before we uh, adjourn. Uh, you got my last motion. <laughs> hold out until awesome. you did that. <laughs> okay, thank you all. We do have one more item of business. That, that concludes our uh, regular agenda. Uh, and our last item of general business is before we adjourn, I need to announce that we, there's a likely quorum of the Planning Commission that will be gathering at the Black Stag after tonight's meeting uh, to acknowledge and celebrate Jim Carpenter's service as a Planning Commissioner. So after two terms on the Planning Commission tonight is Commissioner Carpenter's last meeting. Two and a half terms. Two and a half terms, okay. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Jim Carpenter uh, for his long-standing volunteer service to the city and the county. Um, we're going to miss Jim's ability for his incredible ability to recall past decisions <laughs> and minute details of the development code. Um, it's been an impressive, impressive feat of yours, and it always is extremely helpful for us. Um, that recall comes with wisdom, and it also comes with sort of a lawyerly tone from time to time, which is fun. Uh, and it's always meant to inform the decision at hand, and it's much appreciated. Uh, I want to say that as chair, I've learned to wait and watch for that sort of subtle half finger raise. <laughs> Um, that you do um, that's going to signal a comment and that comment is going to reference a past decision a detail of the code or a nuanced interpretation um, for a matter before the Commission uh, Jim's service to the community uh, started years before his tenure on the Planning Commission and I suspect it will continue long after um, this meeting and we just want to give our, our great appreciation um, for your service thank you thank you have a very nice oh, cool. certificate. All right, thanks. Anybody else want to throw some thoughts? Commissioner words? Carpenter, I don't think that I've been to a meeting in the going on two years now that I've served with you where I haven't learned something from you. Um, you have shaped uh, not only how I think about this and given me some foundation for the work that uh, I like to do, but. Um, 
it's it's you you I think you've shaped in many ways the way the commission thinks and operates today, and that's a legacy that'll go forward. And you've shaped policy, and the city, and the way we've built and grown. Um, it's a pretty amazing legacy. Proud to have worked with you. I hope it's not the end. I hope that uh, we continue on with LDC and we'll other things. So thank you. Thank you. I feel like I just have to acknowledge um, Jim's contribution not only to the city but to my own growth in this body. Um, Jim's a tough act to follow, uh, whether it's through a comment or through uh, a uh, um, position as chair. Um, I have really looked up to Jim as a mentor, uh, as someone who um, is always measured and and um, thoughtful in his observations. He knows when to speak up and when to stay quiet, when to wait and listen for somebody else to contribute to a conversation before sometimes bringing it all to a close with a very uh, circumspect um, uh, position. And as uh, Chair Ashworth said, um, uh, you know, a very deep history of the issue at hand. And so I don't know anybody who is as who has been as engaged in civic life as Jim has been, and I find it both uh, incredibly inspiring and incredible incredibly daunting. And I just have to say, I look forward to whoever dares to fill your seat, <laughs> <laughs> because, like I said, you're going to be a tough act to follow. Okay. Well, you're all filling my seat. Yeah. So, uh, and if I may, just on behalf of staff, we'd like to just say thank you for all your service. And it's been an honor and a privilege to work alongside you these many years, not just here, but also on the Board of Zoning Appeals and in your numerous other boards that you've served on. So on behalf of all of us, thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad Sandy was here because I wish Mary was here because they're the first two uh, planning staff members I ever engaged with. And that must have been back in 1998. And we had a neighborhood issue and that's how i first got started on this in 98 and i've always always followed it and always enjoyed it and and i'm serious you should watch meetings watch you know watch what's happening with the city and county because it all helps inform it and listen to each other because i have learned from every single one of you and every single person that's been on the commissions in the seven and a half years i've been here and uh you know david it was I think you're the only one that had to do an entire term on Zoom um, since we went to that when I was chair, and that was a tough transition, and you never got to, and we still, finally, we have Commissioner Bunch here. For you. Which is great. We finally all got off Zoom for, for, for the first time. So it's been an honor to, to be here and work with staff and Brandy learned a lot from him and Jeff some of our discussions of I know we've raised eyebrows of others as we go into the weeds sometimes but but that's been part of the most enjoyable part of this and and I hope that um, it's informed other people about some of the intricacies um, there's always another way <laughs> the code is, has flexibilities built into it that allow other avenues so don't give up and don't 
don't make decisions just for one person unless you feel that it's going to be appropriate for anybody else that comes in. Because I think that's, that's one of the keys to, to think as far out into the future as you can and to think as widely about what the implications are about what you do. And I think that's what makes good planning commissioners. And I'm very happy I'm seeing that in everybody that's on the commission right now. So it's your job to train the new people that come in. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Well, I guess there's one more thing. We do have to vote to adjourn this evening. Um, any further discussion before we take a vote to adjourn? All those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed? Abstain. The abstention. <laughs> <laughs> Our delay. Oh. Right. Thank you all. And thanks again, Jim. Thanks. <clears throat> Abstain. That was weird. Yes. <laughs> Jim can always come for public comment. You didn't get to go to Sorry? He can always come for public comment. <laughs>